0: Good morning, welcome to The Leader's Brief by Egomok. Today we will be discussing protests that have escalated in Lebanon after thousands were rendered homeless and more than 150 people dead in an explosion that several believe the government could have avoided. We would also examine a China-Saudi arrangement to extract uranium from the West Asian countries and explore how Sri Lanka's latest election result could shape Colombo's trade future. To help to coordinate, we will launch a European and international initiative to bring money and help directly to people. To people directly. But on the other side, we have to launch a new political initiative to change in depth what is today at stake. Because all this nervosity that you see, all this, this, this fear, anger. this anxiety, Real this anger. anger you have is against politicians and against corruption in the- That was French President Emmanuel Macron speaking to reporters after being mobbed during his visit to Beirut, the Lebanese capital devastated by a massive explosion last week. Two days after the explosion, government forces divided their time between emergency services and controlling protesters that flooded Beirut's streets in a massive anti-government protest. The explosion, one of the biggest the world has seen in recent times, was caused by 2,750 tons of ammonium nitrate left unsecured in a warehouse and felt as far away as Cyprus, around 150 miles away. Protests over the last few months have rocked Lebanon. Residents have been demanding the government take responsibility for the deteriorating economic condition, resolve a stalemate on measures to revive Lebanon's economy and tried for corruption. The past 24 hours have been insane the first few minutes, we really thought that we were under attack. And in retrospect, that's something I wish, I mean, I wish it had been an attack. Because at least if it's an attack, we can say it's something we couldn't have avoided. It's, it's something beyond us. But this kind of gross criminal negligence, we knew how incompetent our government was but they keep surprising us with the degrees of incompetence and negligence. And then the sort of negligence ends up being amplified with the lack of responsibility. That was Renyazi, a Beirut resident university professor and mother, talking to iGomok a day after the explosion, the effects of which reverberated in a radius of over 10 miles and destroyed half of Beirut, including its port. Damages are expected to exceed $3 billion. The blast was reportedly caused by ammonium nitrate that had been confiscated by port authorities a few years ago and had since then been stored at a local warehouse. Most people believe the tragedy unfolded from government negligence. Lebanese customs officials have said that several warning letters had been sent stating that the stored material could blow up the entire city and it needed to be exported out of the country, but all appeals fell on deaf ears. Several countries have come forward to extend financial and logistical aid to Beirut. Gulf countries like Qatar and Kuwait sent medical supplies and mobile hospitals to Beirut to ease the pressure on Lebanon's medical infrastructure. The UK has pledged $6 million and Australia has pledged $1.4 million in aid. Even rival factions, including Iran and Syria, have offered to help Lebanon come out of the crisis in every way possible. Lebanon has, however, refused aid from Israel as the neighbouring countries technically remain at war. Locals are also divided in opinion over France's show of solidarity, with some praising President Macron for his visit and stance suggestive of being against the Lebanese government, and others calling it France's attempt to trying to reconquer Lebanon. Since Lebanese independence from French rule in 1943, France has helped Beirut with military and economic support on several occasions, including the Lebanese Civil War. As the government continues to look for survivors after declaring a national emergency and trying to pacify growing resentment, the country's future and its effects on the entire West Asian region remains clouded in uncertainty. Presently, 16 people have been arrested over the incident, including Badri Daher, the chief of the customs department, and Hassan Koretim, the general manager of Beirut's port. The, the, The nuclear energy market is open. It is not just the United States that is providing nuclear technology we have france we have russia we have china we have our friends in pakistan and in other places as well so uh, if they want to remove themselves from that market well that's up to them that was saudi prince turki al fazel talking about how riyadh wants to soon start generating nuclear power The US, which helped Saudi Arabia's neighbour and ally UAE build its first-ever nuclear power plant, may not be Riyadh's only choice to source nuclear technology. China, which has seen increasing tension with the USA, has through several initiatives been trying to increase its influence in West Asia. Recently, Saudi Arabia has employed Beijing's help to extract uranium yellow cake from ore in the northwestern part of the country, according to Western officials quoted by The Wall Street Journal. However, even though Riyadh's energy ministry acknowledged having a contract with China over uranium exploration, it has categorically denied claims made by the report. Saudi Arabia is not the sole Western Asian country to be benefited by Chinese investments. Several media reports suggest that China plans to bring in investments worth $400 million. Following Chinese Premier Xi Jinping's 2016 visit to West Asia, Beijing built a naval base in Djibouti, which acts as a strategic point for the passage of West Asian oil. The Chinese government recognizes the region's immense political, ideological, and economic importance. China's Belt and Road Initiative is expected to give Beijing significant influence over Sri Lanka's economic activities as well. In a recently conducted election, former Sri Lankan President Mahinda Rajapaksa's Sri Lanka People's Party secured a landslide victory, as was predicted by several analysts. The victory comes as a matter of concern for several political observers. The recent election saw the SLPP secure 145 of 225 seats, giving the Rajapaksa brothers enough power to bring constitutional amendments. While analysts expect major changes towards the centralization of power in Sri Lanka, the government's immediate concern remains to revive the country's tourism-based economy that has been devastated by the COVID pandemic. With World Bank estimates stating the country's economy could contract by as much as 3%, The newly elected government is likely to look for foreign investment towards Colombo's trade infrastructure that China may benefit from. In this context, Sri Lanka is happy to support the proposal by China to build the 21st century maritime shelf road, having been located on the ancient maritime route between the east and west, as recognized in the Mind Chintana vision for the future. Mahinda Rajapaksa had said as president after meeting his Chinese counterpart Xi Jinping in 2015. The Rajapaksa government has worked closely with China to transform Sri Lanka into an international trade hub. As per some media reports, Sri Lanka is likely to provide significant tax benefits to top executives associated with Chinese investments in the country. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Tune in to Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade technology, and innovation. Egomonk helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomonk.com which is spelled I-N-S-I-G-H-T-S dot E-G-O-M-O-N-K dot C-O-M to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us, then please email us at contact at egomong.com